You're listening to Boots to Biz with Army veterans Teresa Huntley and Veronica Tonight. Tactical lessons for today's entrepreneurs. We're out. All right, we're not out. We're here. We are here. <laughs> it is episode three of Boots to Booze. We're back. Teresa, tell us what we're chatting about today. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, everybody. So this week, we're going to tackle the concept of turning your thoughts into actions. Yes. Good. That's And that can go so many ways. Like that. that's a pretty, you know, broad spectrum place. And we're going to really narrow it down. This is one of the things, Teresa, that as we have collaborated quite a bit and I have, you know, heard you teach and heard you uh, do a lot of mentoring for others. Um, this is like your thing. Like this is where you are the expert. And I have learned so much from you. In fact, I have my notebook right here, ready to go, because I'm going to take notes. And I recommend anyone who's watching or listening to take notes as well, because, you know, what we give out, it's it's stuff you can go and you can implement immediately. And that's why, you know, this is more of a, I think, a, a study in a way, the things that we're teaching, right? Yeah. So um, I appreciate you taking the role on this today and, and showing us all about taking that action or taking those thoughts and those ideas and turn it into action, which to me is reaching your goals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's interesting because the, the title of, you know, like our podcast, Tactical Lessons for Today's Entrepreneurs, and if you have any experience with the military, like something tactical, right, is like boots on ground. Like we are mission forward that you can grab a hold of and immediately implement right so that's our whole goal behind all of this is giving you those ideas to then turn around and not just have that thought in your mind but how do i implement this immediately and i've heard it numerous times from lots of different other entrepreneurs and leaders in our um chosen you know path that the faster you learn to grab the idea and implement, the more successful you're going to become. So hopefully some of these ideas you'll be able to really grab onto. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to kind of, um, ooh, am I getting some feedback in the microphone? I want to make sure we sound okay. <laughs> um, okay, great. No, I just wanted to add on to that too. From the military, a lot of what we did is um, we really honed in on our skills while we were doing them, while we were on the job doing it, right? So for a lot of entrepreneurs, we don't expect people to just take, you know, weeks off or months off of what you're trying to do and go learn things. This is stuff that you can take and implement immediately, like you were saying, and while you're currently making money and doing your thing. So um, we found, at least I found that the best way for me to learn was similar to that military style of, you know, I was a combat medic. So we learned on each other. We started IVs on each other. You know, I guess they figured you really can't kill somebody by trying to start an IV on them. So as long as they're healthy. And uh, so we just practiced on each other and then <laughs> drawing blood, all the same thing. I remember the very first person I had to draw blood from was a first sergeant who was just reclassing. And I was like, so nervous. <laughs> but you know what? You go and you do it and you learn the th you learn the mistakes along the way. You learn the lessons and then, you know, you learn you, you're better for it. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that we can, that people can really implement this while they're currently doing what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, so there's kind of two parts into what I want to deliver today. The first part is all about your mindset. And we're going to talk about this probably week in and week out, different elements of the mindset aspect of you and your person. Um, so in terms of getting your mindset right, remember this really important thought or concept. You are what you think. I'm sure you've heard that before, but I, I kind of want to give you, a, you know me, I like to bring like facts and statistics in it because I, I feel like you're able to relate differently and then you will be able to grab a hold of what we're saying and regurgitate it and maybe tell somebody else that can help move the needle in their life. So experts actually say that we understand vastly more about the human brain now than we used to, but we still know very little. The brain is one of God's greatest gifts, right? But also one of God's greatest mysteries, um, the, the human brain. Did you know that there are 100 billion neurons inside of the human brain? And that's, that's about the same amount of our number of stars in our galaxy. That's wow. a lot, right? That's like right up inside there. This, the energy that a brain can produce can actually power a 25 watt light bulb. Right. Wow. Never heard that. Wow. Very interesting. Then the average number of thoughts that we have a day is somewhere between 60 and 70,000 thoughts. Now, I just want you to think about this. They say that the average person of those thoughts, almost all of them lean negative, right? Wow. Because it's, it's like that fight or flight mechanisms. It's the survival of the fittest, right? It is like if you think all the way dated back to the, the first humans, it really was survival. So our brain is trying to help us live and stay alive. So of course, we're going to lean negative. We actually have to do the hard work to a lot or to kind of train our brain to be positive. So I want to go back to the book. And to me, as you know, I'm a Christian. So uh, I find a biblical aspect to a lot of things as entrepreneurs. Um, the Bible has a lot to say about our thought life. Um, we all struggle with these negative thoughts. So if you do, you're completely normal. Um, we also struggle with negative emotions at times. But scripture urges us to change our thinking, um, basically renew our mind, right? Um, and I'll give you three examples. There's way more than three, but just three um, for those of you that lean into this like I do. Um, Proverbs 23, 7 says, so a man thinketh, so he is, right? So a man thinketh, so he is. Philipp Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, and lovely, think about such things. That is one of my all-time favorites. And then the last one I want to uh, share with you is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Um, and that one says, take every thought captive. Now, if the creator of our universe is telling us that our thoughts are super important and we have to be so careful, right, that as we think, there we are. And last week, you know, we really tackled, uh, right, something is created in your mind first. So we know this to be true. So for me, applying this biblical truth really helps uh, my thought life to change. And then I can live more on purpose from my day to day because my thoughts essentially are going to determine my destination.
So um, there's uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time, um, and it's from a guy named Frank Outlaw. And it, this he expresses in his quote this concept so perfectly. And it's, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. So if we trace it all the way back, it starts in your thoughts. The outcome is your destiny. And we truly get to write this for ourselves. So that's the first part, the mindset part. Um, I'll stop for just a second and let you, because I'm sure you probably have some things you want to say as you're digesting the, the mindset portion of, of this. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot, and especially with what we do about affirmations and about um, even mirror work, where you just stand in front of a mirror and talk to yourself nicely, right? Because how many times... Um, even my Peloton instructor talks about this and she's great about this, uh, Christina Derkel. And she, she always talks about being good to yourself, being nice to yourself. Don't, you know, we, we are so quick to put ourselves in this frame of what we're supposed to look like, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to talk. That it's almost like this, you know, cookie cutter thing. And we, we aren't like, Stepford wives or anything like that, you know, that's not who we are, right? We don't want to be that. Yet we think we need to be a size this or that. And we, and she says, you are so much more than the size of your pants. Would you please stop? Go stand in front of a mirror, talk nicely to yourself, tell yourself the great things you do. And even at the end of every uh, class that we do, she says, now raise your hands up and say, I can, I am, I, I can, I am, I will, I do. And it's very empowering. And for everybody to say that, but she says, because you just did. And, you know, right. it, it, just taking on little things like that daily where you can have those affirmations and continue to tell yourself that you're worthy, right? Mm -hmm. That you're worthy of reaching these goals. That you're worthy of putting in the time for that action. And um, I had some a talk with some friends the other day and some in a similar conversation, but it was about self-care and how right. we are really programmed to believe that it's selfish to take yes. care of ourselves. It's selfish yeah. to say in front of a mirror, I am, I am great. I am going to do yeah. this. I, I see or myself prideful, on, right. Yeah. People, yeah. Prideful or selfish or whatever. Um, in fact, you know, kind of back to our, um, my Peloton instructor, she had a story where she said she went out in the front yard and when she was a young, little girl, like four or five years old, she had on her new Easter dress. She was twirling in the yard and the neighbor was like, you are so beautiful in that dress. And she said, I know. And then she went in and told her mom what had happened. And the mom said, don't you ever say that to someone in response. And it just shut. How many of us though have been told like you don't respond like that. You're supposed to be very Oh, not, no, I'm not, you know, like how many of us do that? Somebody says you're, you're beautiful today. And you'd say, stop, no, accept it. Right. Accept yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that I was taught early on, um, in my journey inside of the company that we're both in, um, is just, just receive the compliment. Cause it's sometimes it's hard to hear because we've been so trained and conditioned, but when someone tells me something positive, instead of deflecting, you know, just thank you. Thank you. That was so kind of you. Thank you. Right. And even if there's nothing else you can say, you can say, thank you. 
and then shut the negative up. You don't have to speak it. Okay. And then you'll get so good that you don't even think it, that it will be a true authentic. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Right. And you won't even think the negative. So great tips. Love all this. So then the next portion of this is really the, the practical way that I implement this into my business, right? Because we can have these ideas. We create these positive thoughts in our lives, which then produces in us okay, well, now I need to activate my skill set toward whatever endeavor I'm going toward, okay? So we do this by setting goals. Um, so when you sit down and you do a goal setting session, a lot of times people will write it down and then walk away from it and forget about it and not have the proper steps that are needed to happen in order to have that goal come to fruition. So that's kind of what I want to break down. Um, I use a framework that's called GPS. I learned this in my second career, my real estate career, um, and my private business coach that I had, she, or have, she teaches me how to um, use this goal setting tool uh, that it's designed to help you clarify your goals. And then in detail, you are going to write out the priorities and the strategies that are going to be necessary to achieve said goal. Okay. So this all sounds so technical, but it's super easy and we're going to break it down. So the first thing you need to do is pick whatever that goal is. And it's only going to be one goal. You're going to do a GPS around every specific goal. Okay. So for instance, if my goal is to, um, you know, rank advance inside of my company, you know, bump up one rank advance, okay? Then I would create three priorities to get that done. And under each priority, I'm going to have five strategies to help me implement that priority, okay? So it's one, three, five in your GPS. So um, let's break down like what an actual goal is, because I think sometimes people like think they are setting goals and they're kind of off course a little bit. So um, a goal should be time specific, okay, measurable, and sometimes the measure is determined by achieving the priorities, just so you know, but time specific, measurable, um, not so big that it requires um, so many things to get it done, okay? Um, and not so small that it requires only one or two things to make it happen, specifically with using this GPS, okay? So um, we all have heard the acronym, the SMART acronym, right? Do you know what I'm talking about when you're, when you're setting a goal? And I hope I don't butcher this. Um, so the S is specific, the M is measurable. The A is, do you know what it is? Oh gosh, we should Google it really quick. Yeah, um, I can look it up, yeah. Google it. Um, so that way they have the exact acronym, but just yeah. remember, you wanna have key specific elements to your goal. Do you want me to wait or do you want me to just keep talking? Um, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. So <laughs> about technology, dun, dun, dun. you know? Yeah, no. So much smarter and so much dumber at the same time. <laughs> I mean, okay, specific, measurable, achievable. Achievable. Relevant. Relevant. 
And time-based. Time-based. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's called a smart goal. So not this big pie in the sky. You actually think about these different elements of your goal. Okay. Now let's break down your three priorities. Okay. You're going to identify three to four areas of priority and it forces you to select the most important things to accomplish your goal. So basically the 20%, um, another way of saying this is Pareto's principle, right? Because we know to be true that 80% of the results are going to be yielded from the top 20% of your work and your effort that you're doing, okay? Um, and 80% of the things that you can do, right? All the extra stuff is only gonna yield 20% result. That's why as entrepreneurs, we should always focus on what are the most important things that we should be doing? Um, we also call those income producing activities, okay? So um, if you need a lot of priorities, okay, your goal is gonna be way too broad. If you struggle to find more than two, then it, you know, your goal may actually be more of like a priority for a larger goal, okay? So I know that's kind of confusing, but I think once you sit down and you start writing out your priorities, it'll come become very clear to you. Um, so your priorities should also be time specific, measurable, okay, and big enough to require three to five strategies of implementation. So what's a strategy? Let's break that down. And then I'm gonna give you a couple of examples of this, okay? So strategies are the activities that you must do in order to achieve your priorities, okay? They're also time-specific, measurable. Um, they can be broken down into basically, do you hear that? My dog is wanting to be let out. He keeps ringing the bell. So give me one second, stand by. Okay. Hey, we have to take care of the puppies first. We have to take care of the puppies. All right. <laughs> Uh, no worries. So I'm just writing all of this down. So, um, so that activities must uh, be there to reach this to to uh, enforce those strategies to reinforce those strategies. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. So the five strategies, and then you were going to give us an example of how all this works. Yeah. Um, so before I do that. Um, when all of your strategies are completed, the priorities have been accomplished, right? And the goal will have been achieved. So that's kind of, you know, your framework, goal, priorities, strategies, okay? And I know I'm so, my how my mind works is super, super analytical. So I love doing things like this. I absolutely love it. And would you believe my trash man just rolled in the driveway and my dog now is it's going to be fine. He's not going to get under his, you know, his vehicle. It's going to be just Hey, fine. this is real life. Hey, we work from our homes. You know, this is part of being an entrepreneur in your home. And like, so real life happening right here. This is how we roll. I have two dogs as well. There's no telling what they're doing right now. They're probably just sitting on their bed. They, they literally have their own queen size bed that they've claimed as their own. And they like to look outside the window out the front so they can bark at every animal, every um everything that blows in the wind whatever it may be they're out there barking <laughs> so they must be zoning out right now because they had a pretty big breakfast so. 
Oh my gosh. I'll tell you, just when you think that you're super focused and nobody's going to be here, you know, like today is Wednesday. My trash man does not come on Wednesdays. He comes on Tuesdays. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) What are the odds, right? I tell you. Okay. So funny. Okay. So with your um, strategies, let's talk about this. Okay. Um, just a couple examples. I'm going to pull up my GPS um, and kind of read to you what mine looks like. Okay, so my goal right now for this year is to grow my unit size to 200 people that are in my lineage. Okay, so that's a specific goal. One of my priorities inside of said goal is growth. Okay, I'm going to focus on growth. Another one is I'm going to focus on retention. So Mm -hmm. changing the people that I already have, right? Because as entrepreneurs, right, there's always attrition. And then my third priority is building my business brand or brand development. Okay, so kind of making myself more well-known so I can be receiving you know, leads basically from the internet, right? People that like what I'm putting down. So now I'm going to, so you know how I kind of divvied out my priorities. Now let's talk about what some of my strategies are inside of said priorities. So we'll take growth for instance, okay? Um, or, you know, that was my first in primary. Every morning when I wake up, I'm looking at my GPS and I'm implementing these strategies because I know when I complete them, then the priority is checked off and it helps the goal come to fruition. So strategy one for me is to share our opportunity with 30 people a month, okay? Strategy two, that's personal. I'm gonna personally do 30 of them. Strategy number two is I'm gonna coach my people that I already have to do another 20. And then strategy three is I'm going to create lead flow funnels. Um, and if, if that's a new term for you, um, lead flow funnels, um, this is just where you get your people. Uh, we, I think it's a great idea for you to have seven rivers of leads, seven ways that you are connecting with people and doors that you can open in your life. You're never just stuck to one. So this could be like, your gym that you go to where you could meet people. It could be a small group or a Bible study that you attend or a networking group or your current J-O-B if you do something alongside of you being an entrepreneur, right? So all the opportunities that you have to actually meet people, okay? So to grow, I have to have more people. So that's why this has to be a strategy you know, am I really massaging my my funnels to get those people to be able to grow, okay? So that's one example of breaking down the goal, the um, priority, and then some strategies underneath that. So I'm gonna let you digest and so you can ask your questions to me. What do you think would be important oh, for our- I think we need to just do an entire podcast on the funnels for your leads oh, and yeah. how that works. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great podcast like in and of itself. So. Uh, because I do know that for people, even when they're either with when they're new or 
as they're in a different season of their business, that's going to look different. So uh, we're very, yeah. And we're so careful not to say like recreating, rebuilding, anything like that, because there are seasons where, especially in what we do, we have people that they become, uh, they move up in rank, right? And then they take a group with them. And then we continue to build our current group while they're, and, and there is a benefit in the end for that to happen. But there could feel like some growing pains along the way, which is normal in any business, right? And it it just looks a little different when you hit certain levels in your business growth. So I yes, think that that would, would be a really good. I do too. But to, to just br break that down a little bit, I would rather have some growing pains inside of one business than be fearful of my business dissolving, right? And having to start over. And so many in the direct selling, um, maybe not even, you know, we'll just say network marketing, um, some of those other MLMs out there, holy cow, just in the last 45 days, I have literally heard of um, three separate companies that are no longer, and I know top people that were in these companies that now no longer have businesses. I would rather do what we do any day to have an opportunity at full retirement with a stable, secure company. Oh, I mean, there, yeah, nothing compares to what to what we're doing with, I mean, 60 year track record. You can't beat that. <laughs> and uh, no blemishes yeah. ever, you know, so it's, it's an untarnished record and very few get that in the industry, sadly. And those companies are the ones that do give the industry a bad name and, you know, which is unfortunate, but. Yeah. And it, it's good that they go away quickly because a lot of them are made to pretty much build and then either dissolve or build and be sold. Yes. But there's so many ignorant people that get into these companies and they don't know that. Right. They have no idea. So they throw everything into it. All of their eggs are in that basket. And then it's like the carpet gets pulled out from underneath them. It's wild. Mm -hmm. It's wild. And uh, names that I know people listening know of. Yeah. They just have no idea that, you know, these type of things happen. But that's why being subject matter experts inside of our industry is important. Always be a learner. Never stop learning. You know? Yep. And I like hearing from people in, in the industry, maybe even outside of our company, because then I get to learn, like, what is going on out there? I mean, yeah. I, I want to know what are what's the competition like? I mean, basically, if that's the competition, it's smart to know what everybody else is doing and be able to um, speak to that if someone oh, were to yeah. ask. Yeah. 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 Because I think maybe they don't know or they do know or they think they know. Right. So just to shed light. So important. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, we've, and we've had deep discussions recently about like what exactly was with with our company what are we are we mlm are we this or that and of course we found that we're not we're a true direct sales b2b business to business mm -hmm. company um which is very uh to me i i think that all the models are good in their own way right, right. i think that they're all good in their own way it's how they're operated <laughs> that makes the difference right and we yeah. have a culture and we and we have an excellent an excellent marketing plan that allows yeah a lot of safety in there, whereas some of the others don't. So 
I do. I do appreciate that and know that we're in the right place for sure. For sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I feel like the world is getting ready to see, um, some massive growth inside of, um, the industry as a whole, but really specifically our company. And I'm, I'm so excited to be, you know, like involved in it and, um, kind of in the inner workings of it. It's, it's exciting, uh, to see the growth, to feel the growth and to experience it in your own business. Right. Oh, it's, I don't even have words for it. That's how, that's how big this is going to be. So, and for those of you that don't know, um, Mary Kay has been around 60 years. This is our 60th anniversary um, on September 13th. That's the day that Mary Kay opened our company. And it was actually Friday the 13th um, in 1963 when she started. And people ask her, Mary Kay, why did you um, open on Friday the 13th? Isn't that scary? And she goes, no, it was just the day that the lease began. So it's the day that we opened, you know, our store. And I just love that. But as of January 1st, we have a brand new CEO and it's none other than Mary Kay's grandson. So we are third generation, privately owned, completely net debt-free company. Like it's, it's pretty incredible. And we're one of the only companies that has a full retirement program. And people don't know this about, about Mary Kay, that there's companies out there that you could totally do on the side and gain complete retirement alongside of whatever else you're doing. We don't live in the world where you can do one or the other anymore. We live in the world of and. You can do it all, whatever you want. It's your life, it's your schedule, and why not be smart about it? You know, my mantra is building and growing multiple streams of income. We talked about it our first podcast, and I'm so passionate about it. If you only have one stream of income, you've got to look at multiplying that what else can you do absolutely I mean I still work full-time for the federal government and I run this business pretty much a full-time basis because I'm a sales director I'm in a position a senior sales director I'm in a position that it really you know is pretty much a full-time job not that you can't do it part-time but where I want to go I need to put the full-time effort into it and and what's really cool is that even within our one company we have so many streams of income you know we talked about that on the first podcast as well and uh so having you know the federal government and the years that you have to go to get the retirement whereas with our company you can get the retirement just by doing the work that it takes to get to the position to get the retirement it's you don't have to do your 20 plus years like you do in the federal government to then get I don't even know what it'll be whenever I retire. No, no clue, but it won't be yeah. significant like ours will be with Mary Kay. Oh, right. Oh, for sure. And the fastest anybody has made it to our retirement position inside of uh, Mary Kay is two years, 10 months. That's the company record. So if you think about it and you have an entrepreneur mindset and you're hungry and looking for an opportunity that you could create a GPS, you know, get your thoughts in order, right? How do you take action? But you could literally two years, 10 months from now, open up a full stream of retirement. Like that is really incredible. It is, it is. 
And, you know, I think anybody that has a business, uh, even a mom and pop shop, some somebody that's starting out something, a musician, whatever it may be, you can take everything that we talked about before with the GPS and apply it and reach mm-hmm. your goals. That really yeah. is for anybody in any industry where you can own a business. And yeah. that is not specific to direct sales or, you know, network marketing, anything like that. It's, right. it's pretty much for any business owner, anyone with a goal. For instance, my son, who was a musician for years, he just worked with this goal in mind. And you could see him progressing, progressing, progressing as he went. Mm-hmm. And now he's making some big shifts right now that he wants to completely go in a different direction. And guess what? Right. That's okay. So he made, well, I helped him a little bit, you know, just bouncing ideas off and everything. But but he set new goals on how to get into that next position that he wants to go into. And it's very much what you said, like having to set those priorities. And then creating strategies. One of the priorities for him, he wants to go in the military. He has tattoos all over because he was, you know, in in that industry where you just have them everywhere, right? So he has to get a few tattoos removed, like off of his neck and off of his face. And so what is the strategy? Well, getting the laser tattoo removal done. See? Right. So it can be, this can be used towards any of your goals, Mm -hmm. right? And I just made that one up as we went. So (laughs) for him, but just watching him go through that. So tell us, I know you had some other examples, Teresa, uh, that you were going to share. So let's go through some of those. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's take my, my second priority, which is retention. Um, Maybe you have a a business as well. And you're like, how do I keep more of my customers? How do I get my customers to come back to me? Right. Um, And how do I attract new customers? So all of these could be different priorities that you have um, where you create strategies. So some of my strategies um, or good strategies that you could implement would be um, executing a monthly drip campaign. Um, So what does that look like? You can drip on them a lot of different ways, um, but it's basically just you being in front of them. Some of the best advice I ever got from um, my, um, the guy that recruited me into real estate he said, your number one job, and I'll never forget this. I, it, it has quickly become like who I am. And I tell everybody, your number one job is to just remind people that you're in the business. That is it. Just keep reminding them. That is what marketing is. And you can do that a lot of different ways. So that is a strategy that I implement. I send out text messages. I send out handwritten notes. I send out emails, right? Emails is a typical drip, right? Where you can set it and forget it. Anything that you can automate that still comes across authentic is good because that creates leverage for you and your business. Anything that you have to put your hands on and essentially use your time to do, you need to weigh that. Like, is this the best use of my time? How do I automate it? How do I, you know, hire that out? So it's still happening in the background, but you don't have to put your hand on it. Okay. So drip campaigns. Um, I also have monthly skill building training that I do within my organization, because when I help them sharpen their skills, why would they leave? Because they're getting added value. So for me, that's an important part of retaining the people that I already have, okay? And then one of my uh, my third strategy in this is 
execute an accountability program, create a system around accountability. Um, and that could look very different for a lot of people. But when I think of accountability, it is either weekly or monthly check-ins. Some people don't want to be bothered because the way that they're operating their organization is maybe just like super, super part-time. So they may have accountability that is quarterly with you, right? Let's do quarterly check-ins when for us, new products launch. Would you like that? So I have that as a strategy, as a question that I ask every single person. So it's systematic. Does Absolutely. that have example? Yeah. And, you know, we have great uh, businesses that we can even hire out virtual assistants and that kind of thing within what we do. They're, they're everywhere. So those yeah. are, those are, readily available they really are because people like to work from home and and do these types of virtual assistant type jobs and i think that that's a great place to invest money for sure because mm -hmm. it gives you more time back and your time is worth more than it's going to pay than it's going to cost to pay that person to do it so um right. in fact oh, so important. yeah yeah and I'm, I'm actually looking at even more help in my office and but it's very specific and i think that's that's a key too is finding out that very specific thing that you need someone to do and maybe not putting it all with one person maybe having different people for each specific thing so that if that one person gets sick or decides to go some do something else it doesn't all collapse at once and you have to find somebody in in a rush and that's why i find it better to have very specific roles for different virtual assistants Mm hmm. That's excellent advice. I mean, could you imagine if you only had one and something happens and now you don't have them and nor do you have somebody to train the next person? Right. So super important um, in regards to to building and using that leverage. This is how I was able to grow you know, three successful you know, businesses all at the same time. I can't have my hand in everything. So for my rental properties, I have a property manager who that is her job is to manage them to um, she's assigned to all of their needs. She's assigned to finding new renters and turning the properties. Then I have a maintenance manager that does all of the fixes for it, right? We don't do that. I hire that out. It's a great tax deduction, but then it allows me to still be in the know, but not have to put my hands on it. Inside of my real estate business, I had multiple people that helped in different areas. And, and I share this with you because I'm hopeful that you will listen and you will help, you will personally identify some areas in your business that you could leverage to take your hand off of it, okay? In my real estate business, the paperwork can eat you alive. There's a lot of different things. So for me, I hired somebody um, to work the transactions in the backside. So they made sure that I dotted the I's and crossed the T's and every document needed was actually completed. And if it wasn't completed, okay, then they would be responsible to go out there and um, and get it done for me, not me, okay? Um, I also had someone that would show houses for me because I'm a mom. 
And I, we have sporting events and concerts and other things that I want to be present for, but I also want to make sure my client has the best service possible. So I have people that will show houses for me and I just pay them a set dollar amount. You know, you go out for two hours for me, you get 50 bucks. You know, that's $25 an hour. What job are they going to get $25 an hour? You know, that's really good income and it's puts gas in their car, you know, and they get experience. You're welcome. So, so those are kind of the things look at your career in your business and what do you not like doing, right? Make a whole list of things that kind of bog you down. Is it customer contacts? Is it, you know, handwriting those notes? Is it staying organized? Is it sending emails? What is it? How can you leverage that? There you go. I think that's a great place to end it because we have now got the GPS set. We are going in the right direction. We've got our goal. We've got our uh, the priorities surrounding that goal, the three priorities. We have the five strategies for each priority. Mm -hmm. and And now we know how to delegate things out that we don't have to do so that we can make sure that we are focusing in on those strategies and priorities to reach that goal. And some of those strategies can include having the right help right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Veronica, one last question. What would you say to somebody that says, I just don't have the money to be able to pay that person? Yeah. So that is something I, I actually, I, I don't really deal with that much for myself, but I have a lot of people say that to me <laughs> and the answer sounds almost a little crass and, and maybe rude, but it's almost like you can't afford not to pay for that help. Okay, so let's just get down to the bottom line. If I literally don't have the money in hand today to pay them. Well, remember, most people get paid what after, a, a week after or two weeks after, however that works. So now you have time to make sure that you're doing all the right things, that you're putting your time where it should be, making that money, growing that money so that you can pay that person. What's going to happen is you're going to focus in so hard to make sure that you're getting everything covered, that you're going to build this incredible momentum and you're going to make so much more than you ever thought because you are doubling down to make sure that you can reach that, that immediate need. And there you go. That's what starts it. So for me, a lot of times it's, you know, just jumping in, with both feet and making it happen. Now for someone maybe brand new and they have some products on their shelf or they have something that they can barter with, they can offer. That's a great place to start as well. We tell our consultants oftentimes, Hey, if you don't want to bag up all that stuff to ship it out, then have somebody come in. Teenagers would love to do it. You can pay them with a lip gloss or lipstick. I mean, there are mm -hmm. things, there are ways that you can also barter. Just make sure you're careful not to embezzle your way out of business by <laughs> never replacing things that you're bartering and trading with. Right. right? So there, right. there are some caveats to that, but that's a great place to start too, because you have a, maybe it's a, um, a business where you offer a service, hairstylist or a nail tech, and you wanted to have someone help you with certain things, do their nails for free. Right. They're not really for free, but you're bartering, right? right? There are things that you can do like that. So what can you trade time for that you can, that's within your skill set so that you can then have more time in the end? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I love that. Um, great advice. You can't afford not to. And I could not agree more. 
I think I, I remember back to when I was thinking about getting my first assistant and it did it did give me a little tinge of oh my gosh do I really want to do this but I've never looked back and my business has always scaled year over year over year because it frees you up to do what you're good at and when you're operating in your strengths you can be so much more productive than if you're caught up doing the busy work instead of what your priorities are that's why using a gps and starting your day and looking okay these are my three priorities i'm focused on growth i'm focused on retention and i'm focused on business development let me see what i can implement today do i have my strategies okay let me do this strategy first and now this one and now this one and i just work my way down the line and that's how i know i've had a good day i've touched on my strategies and you know, uh, I, I seen this quote the other day and actually my friend Morgan sent it to me. Let me pull it up because it was so stinking good. Here it is. No, that's not it. Just kidding. <laughs> she sent me two things and that's not the one. Um, Oh, it was about consistency and how, were you the one that sent that to me? Basically how to eat an elephant. It's just being consistent and doing it day in and day out and day in and day out. And that's how you achieve this big grandiose goal is consistency. I can't remember, somebody tagged me in it or something. And I was like, that's exactly it. We've mastered the art of just being consistent in your day to day. Exactly. And that's what builds that endurance. And that's what helps you win. Like we talked about even in our last episode, it's mm -hmm. about winning the days that you can win the weeks, win the months, win the years, um, win at life. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, the other thing too, and maybe we can actually have an entire podcast on this, but as far as finding the right help for mm -hmm. some people, now my biggest concern with it is not the money. It's training them to be as good as me. Mm -hmm. and that's that i think we need an entire show on that okay so mm. <laughs> and letting some of those things go uh when we have those more type a personalities and we'll mm. we'll chat on that another day but i think this was great and if you can find that quote send it to me and i'll put it in the show notes and we'll have it yeah yeah i'll look for it i was just scrolling through did i take a screenshot of it man it was so good um, yeah, I'll look for it and we can do that. So yeah. be watching yeah. for it, you guys. There you go. I love it. I love, I love getting those things from people too. Those little tidbits of knowledge and inspiration and things that you can really take and apply just like our podcast. So y'all have a great one and we will see you next time on Boots to Biz. Bye. Bye-bye.